Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-François, and this is the Women in Data podcast, a podcast where every other week I interview some of the most inspiring women working in data. They discuss how data is used in various industries, share their knowledge and experience in the field, and equip you with tips to help you overcome challenges on your career and feel great. Let's get straight to it. Hello, so we're starting the year with, I think, a topic that is the most important topic in our field. And this is all about learning and career development and, and all these things. While we're going to be focusing on learning technical skills today, I think it was last year. So in the summer, we, Cecilia and I had an episode, so I think it was episode 85, where we were talking about elevating your career in data and finding a better approach to learning, where we talked about everything that was around creating a, a development plan and all these things. So if you've missed this episode, I strongly advise that you go back to it um, and have a listen. It's going to be complementary to to this one. But today we are joined by Rola to talk about learning data science. And I couldn't think of a better person to come and talk about that than someone who actually transitioned into a career in data science, learned everything using the internet, and is now giving back to the community by teaching herself. So Rola, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Hi, Karen. Uh, Happy New Year. Hi, Cecilia. Hi, Rola. Happy New Year. It is a, a new year. We're definitely starting the, the year with the podcast and I'm really pleased to, to be doing that with you. Do you have any wishes for the community or anything that you want to see happening this year? Uh, I, I hope everybody keep at it, secure the bag, give it their best shot and looking forward to the new year. I love that. We are definitely going to give it our best shot this year and I can't wait for it. I just feel like 2023 went in in a blur it was an interesting year so excited to see what 2024 is going to bring rola before we get into today's topic can i invite you to introduce yourself okay uh, hello everyone my name is Wuraola Oyewusi, and uh, it's nice to be here i'm a data scientist and a technical instructor that means that i teach and uh, also a pharmacist and we're gonna talk all about that because people always ask me like uh why are we all about this so uh the the, the goal uh, is for me to share my journey some of the things that i know and i hope they're gonna be really useful for you i know they are going to be useful for everyone <laughs> oh i have no doubt <laughs> yeah so thanks for for sharing that and Aside from all of these you do contribute quite a lot to to the community so can you tell us a bit more about what you do First, I should mention that I'm Nigerian and uh, uh, I speak an interesting language uh, called Yoruba. Yoruba is spoken, I don't have the right data, but it's spoken much more than in Nigeria. People in other parts of the world speak Yoruba too. And about two years ago, that was 2022, I started to teach a series of classes about tech concepts, data science concepts, AI concepts in Yoruba language. I knew people were going to watch, but I didn't know it was going to 
takeover. Quite a number of people all over the world, they're they're watching to listen. And it's gone beyond the technical technical side. Some people are watching to learn the language. Some people are watching to teach their kids the language. Some people are watching to understand all about AI. People have said that, oh, I've shared with my grandmother. She now understands what I do. So it's, (laughs) uh, it's incredibly nice that I get to do something like that. And, uh, uh, well, I, I teach uh, data science and AI on LinkedIn. That's not really, it's, that's a job, <laughs> that's work. So, uh, yeah, I typically teach data science, AI, data analysis in English, in mm-hmm. Yoruba language. I think that's a good summary. I think that's a great thing because I know that sometimes I explain things to, for example, my father, who is not very data literate. But if I show him videos or a podcast in Portuguese about it, he'll go, oh, gotcha, gotcha. So I totally get the point of this. Yes. <laughs> yes, you're very right about that. Uh, you know, there's a concept about language. I, I usually say that curiosity is not language dependent. Mm-hmm. So for the mere fact someone is not speaking maybe English, the language of the internet, it doesn't mean they're not curious about the tools that they use. I usually use this example of, of course, my parents, my mom, she speaks English. But the first time I explained how recommender systems work. So mm-hmm. I said, oh, that's why your dad did not see that on YouTube. That's why you're <laughs> different things. I said, yes, that's exactly why it's doing that. So uh, I consider it a, a big privilege that, you know, I, I do think I also have the ability to, you know, just break it down simply. And this is like a very great ability to have. I love what you said about curiosity is not language dependent. This is an incredible sentence. I I love it. And you know, when you are talking about the reasons why people will come to your YouTube channel and, and look the look at the videos, I remember when I was learning Italian. I started listening to podcasts in Italian as well. So I was interested in career development and all these things and just started listening to career development content in in Italian. So I can totally relate to that. It's you're learning two things you're interested in, in one go. We we are time poor. So this is definitely the best way to do that. Yeah, it's, uh, I totally get it. That wasn't my initial plan. And I also say uh, languages that are not spoken on the internet, they are not evolving. It's not, you know, if, uh, for example, uh, in the work that I do teaching tech in Yoruba, it's, I'm not merely translating. It's, it's a big privilege that I understand AI, I understand data science, and I understand Yoruba language. I've had to, luckily, Yoruba language is very descriptive. So I'm about to describe the process. You know, sometimes people reply that, no, that's not the word. Then I said, no, I translated this based on how it works. This is how machine learning works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not going to be a direct translation to how you're thinking what machine learning is. Like uh, I'm sharing this perspective from how it works. And I consider that like a big privilege to be able to do something like that. So uh, I've ended up uh, creating new words. I'm not a linguist, but luckily I'm a local. I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> this is how we're going to describe this. This is exactly how it works. So uh, the episode, they don't seem too long, but they take a lot of energy. When I shared on my LinkedIn that, oh, to, uh, to trans, to add subtitles to a five-minute video takes about 45 minutes. Everybody was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, because 
That was when I figured out, oh, I'm supposed to split it frame by frame. No, everything <laughs> is for me. But then um, the uptake is amazing. Uh, you know, I've, uh, I've taught uh, more than 40 topics. I've taught about new careers because why I thought about careers, there are so many careers in tech and data that many parents do not understand. Many people do not are not aware of those opportunities. You know, I've taken time to teach it. And it's one of my favorite feedback. My mom now knows what I do. Thank you. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't just explain to your mom. She said, they just get you better. I said, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's excellent. And uh, yeah, I can totally relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> Have the same parents. Uh, <laughs> but tell me, I mean, we unfortunately hadn't had the opportunity to speak before today, but I did do a bit of digging and I understand you did really start in data science which I find fascinating anyone that has a story that didn't start necessarily in data science but transitioned to it they're winning <laughs> so tell me you started as a pharmacist yes I did okay so what happened what made you change well the, the summary was uh it was purely by chance Mm-hmm. You know, I um yes, it was purely by chance because uh I usually give the caveat I've been on quite a number of platforms that I enjoyed being a pharmacist. So it wasn't like, oh, I, I'm no longer interested in this. I it was just uh for some reason I used to look at job descriptions a lot. And then mm-hmm. um one day I saw job description about data analysts and I just felt everything on this list I do, it just has a different name. Yeah, I've been forecasting medication. Mm-hmm. I said I could do everything on this list except SQL. Uh, that was the first <laughs> time I had the inkling to just Google what is SQL. And then I figured, oh, there's data somewhere and we want to get it out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you could do all this. Things. But the baseline of using SQL databases is that data is saved somewhere. And you want to get it out in the logical way that answers your question. And then uh, I took a course about SQL. Uh, it's why I hold the internet in such high esteem. And when I did that, for some reason, I saw Python and then I saw data science and AI. And I decided, oh, finding patterns, AI, and there are all these new things. And then uh, I just uh, I just started like studying a lot. So I it was by chance. And then I mm-hmm. thought it was interesting, actually. I, I thought it was interesting, like, okay, uh, there are all these cool things that people could do, and then uh, it's interesting, and uh, that's how I became a student of the internet. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, you get to that small progression, you know, you start with with the SQL and the Python and the AI and data science. I mean, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And you start digging into the data market, and then you go deeper and deeper and then all of a sudden you're in data science there you go (laughs) yeah and deeper yeah it just is just impressive how deep you went (laughs) into it interestingly how deep i went because uh i didn't have my perception about learning new things i was very aware that this is an, an entirely new field and so i just approached it with the perspective of if i want to be a professional in this thing there are all those range of things. For example, uh, I usually say as a pharmacist, I've not I've not worked in all health systems, 
but I can work in any health system. It's just uh, I have uh, the baseline, like uh, I understand this pharmacology or medication. So if I'm placed in a new system that I've not worked before, I understand just where to start up skilling. So my goal when I was... Um, my goal was to understand the baseline. For example, I wasn't familiar with things like linear algebra, but I needed to understand whatever machine learning I had to figure out linear algebra. And then mm-hmm. I, so I kind of, I treated it like school. Uh, <laughs> I treated it like school in the sense that I was learning how to program because that was the first time I was coding. I didn't consider myself one of those people that would code, interestingly, because I had a laptop in school. It's not like I just didn't consider, you know, it didn't cross my mind that that could be an option. So mm-hmm. I was learning how to program. I was learning math because I need, I just had the need to know exactly how it works. I was learning machine learning. And um, again, I'm going to go back to the generosity of the internet. It's amazing, especially in tech. People share a lot online. In fact, one of the things that, that I did that worked well for me was, uh, as soon as I had a grasp of some of the data science concepts, I started writing. And I wasn't writing for visibility. I didn't understand that. But how I felt was I've read so many people's articles. I've done many people's tutorials. Mm-hmm. It makes sense for me to want to be part of this, to want to give something back. So uh, I, I started writing. I just put it on Medium. I found out that there were a lot of articles mm-hmm. on Medium. I started like, oh, this is this code. I understand healthcare. I have domain expertise. And if we were applying this machine learning technique, this is what we'll find. And I used to do that until I got a message on LinkedIn. Someone wanted to recruit me. For some reason, one of uh, the tutorials was something they were trying to solve in their company. And that was when I knew, oh, shit, they are offering <laughs> money for this. <laughs> yes, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, someone because it was so specific, the question the person was trying to answer. I said, uh-huh. oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I finally have like a link to this because I was just sharing. It's not like, uh, you know, for now, uh, some of the people that I've mentored, people I've worked with me, I usually encourage them to write because uh, it's one of the ways I, I know that uh, maybe we have a question about portfolio. Sometimes people have learned, they're wondering, how do I show the skills? Uh, you know, how do I show that I've learned this, that I figured this out? One of the key ways is writing because you do two things. You build a portfolio and then you give back. You give back to the community that has given mm. a lot to you, even okay. though you don't know those people. Because someone puts it online every time you see something for free. And of course, I was an expert in finding scholarships online because there were all these. Uh, for example, I remember when I learned how cloud works, I remember Google was doing a scholarship for GCP. And then I used to apply, apply. <laughs> I used to apply like a lot. And that was how I learned cloud computing and things like that, just because I remember I, I give them that kudos. I love the idea of learning something and then writing in the that you're giving back to the community because you you feel like as you said the internet is generous and you want to be part of this generosity and it reminds me of it's slightly different but margot who founded women in data science at stanford university what she says is when she wants to learn something she volunteers to teach it and i find that you know when you learn something and then you put your thoughts down in writing or in speaking or any kind of format then you assimilate it so much better 
But the fact that you see this as an opportunity to give back, uh, do have content available to other people is, is incredible. And something you said is someone then reached out to you and saying they wanted to, to pay you for it. it. It's great because, you know, people who want to join, um, data as an industry and want to start working, they start learning, they do loads of online courses and all these things. And then they hit this wall of how do I get a job? And you basically kind of had it naturally because you put your content out there and then people were able to to find it. Uh, yeah, and there are different reasons why people feel that way. But uh, the way I see it, one of the reasons I have a lot of respect for the internet is also the ability to choose your teachers, uh, for example. It's why, despite the fact that some things have been taught, it still makes sense to teach from your perspective. Because sometimes uh, someone is smart, the person is not really a good teacher that you need. It could be someone that is in your situation that can say, when I eat this wall, this is what I did. And then it's so uh, the, the generosity of the Internet also allows you to choose your teacher. For example, if I'm trying to figure out the concept. If you check on YouTube, you could find about 20 different teachers. You could even find in different languages. So you could even find in different languages. It gives you an opportunity to choose your teachers. And that's why the internet is unique. You're not stuck to a particular method. You're not uh, stuck. And then another approach that I encourage people to do is textbooks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People probably run, but uh, if... I know that some people who are listening, they are in that rut and it makes sense for me to answer now so that uh, my DMs are a mess. But one of the things that people have difficulty in doing is that they have learned tiny concepts and silos. They don't know how to put them together. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I've learned this. I've learned that. Every time you feel a gap like that is because uh, you you don't have a sense of sequence yet. And that's one of the things textbooks do well. They usually go from end to end. Like, uh, it's not short like tutorials. Textbooks give you like, uh, for example, if you pick a textbook, I have sort of favorite textbooks, but uh, this is not a commercial. But if you pick a textbook, it's usually a build or from, and there are many free textbooks. You know, for example, I do a lot of natural language processing. One of the ways to start, there's a popular NLTK book. It's really online. And then you get to see how it all builds up. Because if you start from Transformers and Chats GPT, you're not going to have a good sense of the fundamentals. <laughs> no, but if you build up from this was what they used to do, these were some of the most important data sets, you know, it's just, um, yeah. it doesn't feel chaotic. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, too, because it is true that if you're going to go on the internet, you just take snippets and it's you can't really put them together and i fully understand that i've been there (laughs) i have i've had i have snippets of knowledge i'm just unsure on how to apply those but i will find out (laughs) but um i mean it's also one of those things about the internet is uh, and the knowledge and and how this can be shared it's also about there's so much about having so much resources out there that I know that this has happened to me several times still today. You don't really know where to go. Uh, you kind of like in this learning purgatory that I feel like we spoke about so many times in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I keep speaking about it and I keep being stuck in it. So that's great. <laughs> it's working well. <laughs> but 
Don't yeah, go into that. Oh well, to uh, one of the ways to approach that is people who are trying to get into data. I remember I told uh, Karen during uh, the fo- the first time we met that there are different reasons why people are trying to get into data, and there is no shame about it. In fact, I mentioned the one people don't talk about. Some people are doing it purely for the money. It's a valid reason. Fair. Yes, you you you're not satisfied with you know your current you know financial. So I don't have a judgment for oh we hear about these people they are paying people this, but the goal is uh, people who are hiring are not fools. They are not just gonna hand over that money to you. But if you if you mm-hmm. if you answer their questions, they will pay you just like every other job. So uh, let's put that at the baseline. People are doing it for different reasons. Some people have come back for their masters. Some people are bored at what they do. Some people just want to try new things. So how do you figure that out? So uh, one of the things I usually suggest is for people who are learning for the first time, go for structured courses. One of the reasons that structured platform exists, despite the fact that many things exist online, is that ability to help you connect. Mm-hmm. You know, is the ability to, you know, is the ability to help you connect from the fundamentals. So there's usually a build up in structured courses. Like, I mean, for example, I'm not going to mention specific platform, but I'm going to mention if, uh, if I were recommending someone who is getting started, people usually run away, but some people stay. Mm-hmm. A good way to say that, oh, follow the learning track. They are usually mm-hmm. learning tracks on several on, on top quality platforms. Of course, I teach on LinkedIn learning. So they're usually, you know, so that you're not asking questions of what do I do next, where there's a bit of a build up. Some mm-hmm. of the, I remember the for while I really, one of the things that helped my confidence then was uh, I went for a structured learning platform. I don't, I know how to find free stuff. But then I went structured. I went structured in the sense that uh, if I want to learn NLP, I can. I will go for natural language processing learning. Try that has a multiple courses, about ten courses that has been curated by experts. Not all of them are gonna answer your question, but it can save you from the picking tidy because uh, you know we, there could be an announcement that oh these people they want to train women in data and it's like. Uh, they are teaching you Jupyter Notebook again, but you know Jupyter Notebook, but you don't want to let go of that. You've committed your time and you're just in that uh, and you're just in that zone. So if it's worth it to pay, I say one of your most important skills transitioning career is how to find useful stuff. So yeah, it's it's a job requirement. When people say that they are stuck in the rut, your job is to find useful stuff. So if you've not cracked that, it's worth it to work at it. I I have to say, um, and I'm really sorry. I feel like I missed half of this conversation with my internet. (laughs) One of you will have to send me the recording because I did not know that I have all of it but I didn't want to to catch it because it felt like it was going so well. no it was it was we we, we handled it don't worry we'll be fine <laughs> just like I, I just froze for like three minutes and I was thinking what is going on but I love what you just said around um you know the being um finding useful stuff on the internet this is so important it's not just important when you start it's important at any stage of our careers because everything changes so quickly there is you know when they say 
to be able to have a career in data, you need to be able to stay on top of what's happening in the industry, how it's moving, uh, understand what are the new trends. And even data leaders, so CDOs, VP of data, they're always looking for what are people talking about, what's the next development, all these things. And if you're not able to, I guess, sort out through the noise and find the useful stuff, it's very, very difficult to to do that i was just wondering Rola, if you had any tips on how to to do these things well the, the real tip is uh, figuring out the fundamentals you know some people were lucky they learned a few things about data they were able to get their first job but what they can do for themselves is to understand the fundamentals uh lesson someone is learning data science for the first time Many first classes they just go straight to a notebook you are importing the library where does the library come from you know, for example, I mentioned at the beginning of this that, oh, I saw all this enroll for cloud computing. I remember one of the things that I did when I realized that I was going to do this. I took a course on how computers work. I didn't study computing in school. I was a pharmacist. Of course, I could work with the basic, but if I don't understand how computers work, if I didn't understand the capability that, oh, you can SSH into another system, there can be a big computer somewhere, and then you're working from a station. If you don't understand things like that, it's going to be tough for you. For people in mid-career, that it feels like, what are the software people saying? I'm not saying become a software engineer. But it just changes how people relate with you if you know exactly what you're saying. I usually say, yeah, for people who have startups, for people who are leading teams, even if you're not the experts, it all boils down to the questions you're asking and the requirement. Like now, I don't know everything about machine learning ops, but I can lay the requirement of exactly what I want because I just, this is how it's supposed to work. It's not working that way. And these are the things that I cause that, that I think is causing the problem. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say people should obsess about the basics, figure out how computers work. It's simple, but uh, if you don't know it, you don't know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel we could continue talking about this with you all day because uh, you're so passionate about it and I can feel it. And I hope all the listeners, listeners are, are feeling it too. I feel like we could spend just the whole day talking about this, but we take a whole month. <laughs> Also that, but we do have to close this episode. But and I'm really curious to know what I because you're teaching people a lot of things and sharing all of your knowledge on LinkedIn uh, learning. But what are you learning at the moment, or what are you interested in learning about? Okay, so at the moment uh, I'm in school. I started my PhD. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, well done. So I started my PhD. So right now, my deliverables are related to, of course, I've written papers. Uh, I'm working at uh, writing a very interesting literature review about my topic. I'm working on a very interesting topic. Uh, I'm happy that I chose that. So right now, I'm studenting. I'm, uh, you know, uh, just the same way I, I was saying through this, I'm trying to figure out the fundamentals of um you know, what makes a great PhD? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> what makes a great PhD? But if it's in terms of uh, technical tools, uh, am I actively working on some ML ops, you know, the de deployment and sizing of models and things like that. So that's... Uh, that's just by the side. But for now, I'm being a good student. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're being a very busy student to me. <laughs> yeah. 
It's everything you everything you described. It, it just sounds like so interesting, but also so busy. And I'm thinking learning is actually a full time job, and working in data means that we have to do that on the side of our job. So, if I can share one advice to to anyone who is learning data while working, is don't be too hard. Um, on your side, there is so much out there. Uh, you don't need to learn everything mm-hmm. now. So, yeah. yeah but you too. <laughs> exactly. Rona, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. If I could just ask you one last thing is, where can people find you online? Because you have so much going on. You have your YouTube channel and, and all these things. Can you share with us? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, the same name. I have the same name everywhere. LinkedIn, okay. Twitter, and maybe YouTube. Okay, so we just Google you and find you. Yeah, just Google. Um, Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for listening to the Women in Data podcast. We will be back in a couple of weeks with a new guest. Until then, if you have two minutes, it would be great if you could leave us a rating or a review as it helps not only to make the podcast more visible but also to enhance the content. If you don't want to miss the next episode, follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We are also on LinkedIn. And if you wish to, you can even register to the community for free. All you have to do is head to womenindata.co.uk. Have a great day.